racisms won't win. Hatred, phobias won't win. Despair, division won't win. Compassion, justice, hope will win as we rise. Hey, hey, good afternoon and welcome to episode number four of Spiritual Fortitude. I am your ambassador of grace, Dr. Angela Kennel, and I am elated that you are here with me once again. Thank you so much to our regular listeners. I appreciate you and your support. I am so overexcited about today because uh, it's a little special to me. Um, before I bring him in, though, I would like uh, to share his biography. Tavares Stevens serves as associate pastor at St. James United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia. He is a recipient of the Candler School of Theology's John Owen Smith Award for Preaching and was featured in By Faith Magazine as a Harry Hoosier Spirit Award honoree for his diverse ways in proclaiming the gospel. Tavares is a former Teacher of the Year, was a recipient of Turner Broadcasting's Teacher Appreciation Award, and is a former member of Poetry Atlanta's National Slam Poetry Team. He is the creator of the spoken word CD, Lend Me Your Ear, the author of Soul Food Cafe, which is a book of poetry, and Reading Revolution, a book of biographies covering important contributions made to civilization by people of African descent. He is also the writer and producer of The Ascension Project, a gospel music project that fuses praise and worship and spoken word poetry. Tavares also is the co-founder of Verbal Eyes, a nonprofit specializing in the professional development of youth and young adult writers, and he serves as an animator with the groundbreaking nonprofit Fearless Dialogues, a group dedicated to the ways, ideals, such as radical hospitality, that's interesting, we gotta talk about that, <laughs> and seeing those who are unseen, serve to promote pursuit of the greater good in human relationships. He is a graduate of the University of Georgia, go dogs, and graduated with a Master of Divinity from Candler School of Theology at Emory University. He is a father, a husband, a brother, a cousin, a pastor, producer, songwriter, Poet, business owner, nonprofit. I mean, the list goes on and on. It gives me great pleasure to bring to you today Tavares Stevens, my first cousin. <laughs> That's why this is so special to me. Yes, if you didn't know, now you know. Welcome to Spiritual Fortitude, Tavares. Uh, thank you, Angela. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, yeah. So, there is so much for us to cover, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. coming up to this, you know, I just started reminiscing so much, you know, with it being so close to Easter, mm -hmm. and today mm -hmm. is Passover mm -hmm. um, for those mm -hmm. that that do um, that do acknowledge that that particular holiday it is Passover, and I started reminiscing about us growing up mm -hmm. back home in Dawson, Georgia, Terra County, and I remember vividly. I have two 
very special memories about you and I. Okay. Uh, okay. Dealing with Easter. One is, you know how we would always have to go to Easter practice. Right. Practice right, Easter speeches right. and this is true. <laughs> and you know, Mama was the one that provided the transportation. When we were kids. Mama always made sure that that we were at that church. A- absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And she would make sure that you were in that car with us. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and by the way, I just want to send a shout out to heaven to Stella and Carolyn. We were two sisters' children. So mm-hmm, um, this, mm-hmm. this is uh, very special. But Mama had told us on this particular day that she would pick us up from Easter practice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I don't know if you remember, but she told us she'd pick us up from Easter practice. And so when it was over, we were standing outside. It was you, myself, and Ed, my okay, little brother. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, and so an adult, I won't call her name to protect <laughs> The, the innocent, but uh, she she was like, um, you guys can't stay out here by yourselves because everybody else had left. Right, and right, so right. she was like, no, I'm gonna take you. I was like, no, we can't leave. My mama told me that she's coming, right. but she was very adamant about us leaving. She didn't want to stay to wait, so she took <laughs> us with her, and we ended up at Grandmama's house on on Cherry Street, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Mama pulled up to the house. <laughs> and she had that black belt in her hand. Oh, Lord. Ooh. <laughs> if only we had cell phones back then. Ooh. <laughs> it would have been all good. Seriously. It would have been all good. Seriously. It would have been all good. Man, and we had to stand in line to take some licks in our hand. The, the funny part about it, though, uh-huh. is that, okay, you know me. I didn't like whipping. I ain't like anything like that. So, you know, I just knew I had to cry. You know, just go ahead and get it out. <laughs> just cut the food so she could leave me alone, you know. Right, right, right. But you... And I think this is just just the way that you always were, very stoic. You were <laughs> chewing on some gum. And every lick you took <laughs> in your hand, you chewed that gum a little bit harder. Mama talked about that for years. She was like, Tavares just would not cry. But you know what? I learned a very important lesson from that, though. What's that? I learned from you. So the next time <laughs> something like that came... Oh, just let the tears fall yeah, immediately. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll leave don't, me alone. Don't try, leave me alone. don't try to act. Exactly. Don't act hard. Don't act too hard. Don't it, act it'll too be hard. over real yeah, quickly. Yeah, man. Just go ahead and just act up. Oh, my goodness. Like you just kill it. Just yes. go ahead and stop. But the other one was when we put on, the other memory I had is when we put on the Easter play. Mm-hmm. And we weren't even teenagers then, you and I. We were the main characters. Oh, wow. And you, you were the husband. I was the wife. You remember that? Like with Joseph, with Joseph and Mary. No, nah, we weren't Joseph and Wait Mary. Wait a minute. This, this was. Do you remember the name of the play? I don't. But you had on a blue suit, and I had on I'm a pink dress. I'm remembering that now. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because, because one of the th- incredible things about those memories is thinking about, you know, what Mr. Burroughs and yes. you know, Deacon yes. Burroughs and, yes. and Dr. Sykes and as well as Miss Chester, mm-hmm. the ways that they helped us understand. Absolutely. Um, our spiritual walk through theater yes. and through performance. Yes. And so I and I'm remembering it clearly now. Yes. I'm, I'm remembering it clearly now. And um and it's amazing how those things continue to play out yes. over time in, in both of our lives. Yes, yes. Seeds were definitely sown. Mm-hmm. Um the training, but you know, our training, it was very deep 
at Sardis Baptist Church. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, you know, our real training started on Cherry Street. <laughs> it really did. With uh, it our really aunt, did. Dr. Gloria Brown, having us to put on talent shows in front of the stove. So, mm -hmm, you know, that's mm -hmm. where that confidence in got built. In front of the stove, yes. on the patio. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it could be the random talent show. Yes. Then it was the holiday talent shows. Yes, because we had to make sure we put on a program. Right, we had Definitely to put on a program. Definitely had to put on a program. And, and I kind of laugh and... and and Nicole, my wife, teases me about that. She's like, okay, <laughs> she like, y'all have been like training to be in front of people your whole life. Whole life. And, whole life. And, 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 but you know, it's amazing. Um, Cause even when you were, you know, when you were reading my bio at the very beginning, mm -hmm. um, there used to be a time where whenever I, I, you know, doing any type of engagement, mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of feels weird when people are reading about things you've really? achieved and whatnot. It's like, okay, this, yeah. you know, let's get to the, can yeah. we get to the speaking yeah. moment? Can we get to the... Yeah. But what I now do, um, and it was just one day the Holy Spirit just said, no, no, think about what, think about the people who make all of that possible. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, because I'll never forget, um, it was it was during the days when I was doing a lot of slam poetry. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember stepping on a stage one time, and of course, you know, so it's me and a whole bunch of people I don't know. Mm-hmm. And just in my spirit, something quickened and said, you're not standing by yourself. Wow. All the ones who've gone before you are literally right here with you. Yes. And if you focus on the fact that they are with you mm -hmm. and they are encouraging you and you are actually in some kinds of ways being the answers to prayers that they have prayed, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have no need to, to fear failure, to mm -hmm. fear whether or not what you're going to say is received mm -hmm. and and just live into who you've been called to be. That is so, and so true. And so now, in moments, you know, that preceded this one we're in, mm -hmm. like all of the names start to ring. You know, I'll, I'll think about Aunt Stella. I'll think yeah. about my mom. I'll, I'll, I'll think about Deacon Burroughs. I'll yeah. think about, about Dr. Sykes. I'll, I'll, I'll think about Reverend Merritt. I'll think about Grandma. Right. Grandmama. I'll, I'll think about Lenaris, your yes. brother. I'll, I'll, I'll think about even the living mm -hmm. who are praying mm -hmm. and, you know, who are who are praying for all of us and saying, you know, God help them, keep them, let right. them be who you call them to be. And so I, and so I recognize now there's never really a moment really where any of us are mm -mm. truly alone. We're not, we are not. We might physically be standing as the only one seen in the moment, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's an unseen number. Oh yes. That are right there with us. Oh yes. And it's so crazy that you said that because I remember one day we bumped into each other in the Piggly Wiggly parking lot. We were both mm -hmm. home for, for mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we stayed in that parking lot, I know, for hours. Mm -hmm. And you were the very first person that brought it to my attention. You said, as we stand in this parking lot talking and dialoguing, Angela, do you know how many ancestors and angels are around us right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That blew my mind because I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. I never thought about mm -hmm. that. And it is true. Yeah, I always think about, you know, you know, even Elisha and there's this great battle about to happen and his servants with them and he's looking around around, he's saying, Okay, like they outnumber us. There's no way we can win. Right. And he says, Open your eyes and look up. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then his servant sees legions of legions of angels mm -hmm. right there with them. Yes. And so, um and and, and that's that's the reality, the blessing we all get to live into as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
there are so many uh, just arenas with you, Tavares, and and it's just those gifts that mm-hmm. I truly believe that that God um, just put on your life. Mm. And I I want to tap into as much as possible. Okay. Um. Okay. But the first part I want to tap into is your journey into ministry. Mhm. Mhm. I want to I want you to just talk a little bit about how was that? I mean, you know, you know, where were you at the time in your life when mm-hmm. you you heard the call, and then when you gave the answer, yes. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. So, so I'll share. I'll share a story with you that was never shared. Okay. And this will, and for family members who listening to mm-hmm. this today, this would be the first time, really, I've said this out loud to most to pretty much anybody in our family. Wow. Um. So I'll never forget one day when I was five. Mhm. We were riding home from grandmother's house mm-hmm. and. And I'm sure we were probably listening to WGIZ. Oh yeah. And it was, and it was that even in drive show where um, I forget who the host was, where they would play. It was a touch of jazz where they play all the jazz. Music. Oh yeah, I and remember so, that. So I'll never forget looking out of the car window, and it just seems like a scene that just stopped. Uh-huh. Sun was beginning to set. I could see the sun coming through the blades of the trees, through the you know through the leaves of the trees, and. And it just seemed like this picture-perfect moment. And I remember something in with, within me, mm-hmm. like a voice, like a still, small voice said, okay, I'm here. What am I supposed to do? Wow. And so a lot of that... And this was at five? Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the drive mm-hmm. that you saw in me yes. as a child, yes. it came from that moment. Wow. And, um, and so literally from that moment... Pretty much every day, I'd been ask I've been asking God to just direct me. Wow! And so, honestly, I can say because of our upbringing, the way the way spirituality mm-hmm. was such a constant part of our life, mm-hmm. you know, with family, with the church, and then with us being in a small town where people who you know, I know we all have our challenges, our our, our faults, right. our, our trying to get it better. Yes, but for active people who are active members in your church to also be some of your teachers Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. be some of the mentors you would see in the community like I never there was never a moment where God and purpose for me personally was not somewhere in the conversation okay because in all the places we would go Mm -hmm. all of those people who were part of that conversation were there yes and so um I've never I can't ever really remember feeling not being connected to God mm. and not having a sense of call mm-hmm. on my life. Wow. Um, I, I didn't. And, and, and fortunately mm-hmm. because we were encountering people from family and around us mm-hmm. who talked about whether or not they would say it the way I'm going to say it. This is the way I processed it. Mm-hmm. I've always understood call, not necessarily meaning that you go and you preach from a pulpit or that you are, in what is traditionally considered ministry. I've I've always interpreted call Mm -hmm. as to understanding that God put you with, put you here with a purpose and a plan. And wherever you go, if the spirit is alive in you, you'll begin to walk in that purpose. And so even when I went into, when I went to the university of Georgia, Mm -hmm. um, 
it was like I heard still small voice say one day no that's the school you're supposed to go to wow you know you got other choices in front of you but no go there I remember when it came to the time to like you know because my intention my intention originally was not to go into education yep, I remember. not that I was running from it right but right but there were other things I had on my mind in the artistic realm in terms of acting theater mm-hmm. but then I heard the voice say one day no go into education, education. And so I went into education out of a sense of call. And then over time, I began to realize, okay, the classroom can be a sanctuary. The classroom can be a place mm-hmm. where, you know, once I really recognize, okay, I have the ability to to teach the skills, the, yes. the, the you know, the, the writing, the literary analysis, you know, being an English teacher, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. I can, I can, I, I have the skill yes. to do that. Mm-hmm. But the spirit kept saying, yeah, you can do that, but can you let me move in you to teach the whole child, wow. to inspire them to see their purpose and, and and find meaning for their life in the midst of what you're doing in terms of what the state and school is requiring the students to master. Mm-hmm. And so it just it's been a natural evolution, honestly. Gotcha. Okay. To place me for God to 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 move me into the space where now I'm in full time ministry, but many of the gifts that God was cultivating mm-hmm. over that time now still come to play. Yes. In my life in ministry. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because, yeah, I definitely never knew that. I never knew. We never really had a discussion, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I was not surprised yeah. at all. It didn't surprise me at all. But one thing I, I do love that you brought out, Tavares, mm-hmm. is the fact that being called does not mean necessarily for you to go in the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. necessarily at all. And I truly believe as as believers in the faith, we're all called to do something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. all have a purpose on this earth for his glory. It's just the point of us being on the journey to discover right, what right, that right. is. Right. And, yeah. and as you say that, you know, because when I, when I think about the story I just shared, I, I you know, there's a term that we, that, um, kind of like in our in our Methodist mm-hmm. thought process, our Methodist theology that we'll use, we'll use this term called prevenient grace, uh-huh. which is essentially the grace that goes before. Okay. Um, and, and it's saying that literally God's grace was covering our lives before we even, before we knew God. Love it. Before we could say yes or yes. no. Yes. Um, that grace was there, mm-hmm. like literally in the womb, even mm-hmm. covering. You know, you think about Psalm 139, you know, yes. you knit me and formed me in my mother's womb. And, and just, you were there mm-hmm. as all of this was mm-hmm. happening. And so when I think back to this still small voice stirring up within me mm-hmm. at five, five years I recognize, okay, wait a minute, this was grace abounding, grace covering me yes. until I could have more of a of an assurance of really knowing for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, when we think of the ways that God calls us into these different places, mm-hmm. um, these different sectors of society, you know, you, you think about a Joseph. Joseph come on, come on. was not come a on. pastor no, preacher. He was not. He no. was a a statesman, a, a a wisdom giver. Yes. That God placed in what we would term now in a secular space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To do the work that God would have him yes. to do, to touch people's lives, and I and I think about that often. You know, what if mm-hmm. in every school, in 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 every legislative hall, in every hospital, in in every nonprofit mm-hmm. that that is 
not what we would call a church nonprofit in 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 sports yes. in business if if there are multiple people in those spaces understanding mm-hmm. that God has called them yes to be light and love and compassion and mm-hmm. hope and healing mm-hmm. what would our world look like man imagine that yeah I think it'll be a whole lot different yeah. than what it and, is. And now. if they recognize it and live into it. Yes. And there's environments to encourage them. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Live into your call. Exactly. In this particular area of life. Because mm-hmm. that's what God created you to do. And that's, that's true. what the world needs you to do. That's true. That is so true. Man, I knew you were going to come with something. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I love it. So on your journey, um, you mentioned that that you became an educator mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. graduating from the University of Georgia, mm-hmm. and you started out in DeKalb County. I did. Mm-hmm. DeKalb spent some years in DeKalb, and then you went to Clayton. Right, 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 right. Clayton. And uh, how was it for you to make that transition? I mean, well, let me go back. So you taught middle school, and you mm-hmm. also taught high school as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how was that experience? Number one, how was that experience? And number two, being that we come from a family of educators, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. was that for you to make that transition of leaving out of the classroom, going full time into ministry? Um, it was actually pretty seamless. Okay. Um, because I, one of the things that I've, I've I try to do mm-hmm. is wherever God places me. Mm-hmm. I just try to fully live into that place. Yes. Be fully present. Mm-hmm. Give every ounce of energy I have. Mm-hmm. Um, learn from people. Yes. Uh, develop good relationships. Mm-hmm. Grow. Mm-hmm. And when God says it's time to go, to be able to go with no regrets. Right. And um, I like that. you know, I'll, you know, it was it's ironic. Um, you know, it dawned on me. Okay, if I am constantly encouraging the children that I teach. Mm-hmm to grow and be in that and be in those places and situations mm-hmm. that God calls them to be into, um, mm-hmm. to, to learn, to, to master their, their crafts, to develop skills and, and walk in their gifts mm-hmm. so that their gifts make room for them. Mm-hmm. Um, then one of the ways that I would have to do that, the one of the ways that I could, I could teach that well is I have to live that well too. Right. And and I'll and I'll never forget one of my students one time, um, this was like in twenty thirteen, maybe the end of twenty thirteen, beginning of twenty fourteen, um, said to me at the end of a school day, um, she was like, Mr. Stevens, you know that you're called to go out into other places in the world to touch people. One of your students mm-hmm. said that? And she says, wow. if, if if I come back here five years from now and you are still here I'm going to fuss at you because I'll be very disappointed that you haven't stepped out to do more of what God has called you to do. Out of the mouths of babes. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that was one of those, that was a moment where I knew. Yeah. It was, that it was time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so it was, it was, it was seamless. And, and, and I was blessed when I came into the cab, um, my principal, Phyllis Daniel, Mm -hmm. um, was, she was and is a prayer warrior. Awesome. And she had been praying for our school to look a particular kind of way. Mm-hmm. She'd been um, praying that she could find 
as many strong, grounded, um, and inspired black male teachers that she could. And mm-hmm. and, I, and I started at Stevenson Middle, and we probably, by my third year there, mm-hmm. maybe about 35% of our staff was black men. Wow. Um, teaching That's all kinds of. of subjects. And, yeah. And, and, and the men there we had, we fellowshipped a lot from a from a spiritual perspective. We awesome. we had a prayer group, a, a drum circle, <laughs> um, and just natural mentoring relationships yeah. broke out. So I was blessed to and, and, and even thinking about like, you know, the ways that we organically mm-hmm. um, prayed for one another and encouraged one another. Mm. And it was a very team, family oriented environment. Mm-hmm. And um and so I recognized that my first step into the professional world, mm-hmm. I was you know I walked into an environment that was being mentored by another believer who practiced what she preached. Beautiful. And so you know so yeah. there were things that I just soaked up. Yes. In terms of, you know, thinking about forward progress and mm-hmm. growing in God mm-hmm. that were happening when I went to work every day. Yeah. That's what you I know. heard of too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I heard of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I um, it was uh, you know, I was the I was one of the late bloomers, um, coming into education. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the amazing thing is, you know, once you get in, the years go by so fast. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. And you know, coming up on fifteen years, and it's like, man, where did the time go? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. Um, just how many of us in the family mm-hmm. are just natural born educators. It's just, a, it's, a, it's in our DNA, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you know, got a lot of accolades and awards for doing that. And um, that, that definitely set the tone for the rest of us as oh, far wow. as, you know, just walking in it mm-hmm. and, and being the mm-hmm. best that we can be as, as educators. So um, I want to publicly just say thank you oh, for <laughs> stepping out the way that you have because in a lot of ways even with my journey mm-hmm. it gave me the courage to say okay you do this you're free from people what else you need mm. you've already been wow. told to do this you've already been called to do this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you're you know you and Tavares you you guys came from the same stock mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for him to step out why aren't you Mm, you do wow. that what are you waiting on wow. and so you know i've told you once before you you're kind of like the blueprint oh, but, but you goodness. are you you set the tone and i just appreciate you and saying yes because that allowed the rest of us in what we're doing you know to say yes Wow. Um, wow. And even with you becoming an author and that was totally exciting because you were the first author in the family Oh, wow. And um, wow. you came out with Soul Food Cafe, and I still mm-hmm. have my copy <laughs> oh, that wow. you autographed and everything. <laughs> I still have it. But how was that, even even with you becoming an author? You, you've you always been a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what, you know, what, what was it that just pro- propelled you into actually beginning that part of your career? Wow. Wow. Well, well I thank you for that, Angela. <laughs> I give God glory for that. I, I, Wow, it just blows my mind <laughs> to hear you say those things. Um, but but can I take us back before we both were born? Okay. Um, Mama would always tell me how um, Grandpa Jim would 
talk to her and say, you're going to be my teacher. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What, what selling, like, you're going to be wow. my teacher. And when I think about, and, and then I don't know if you know this, but grandmama always wanted to come to Morris Brown and study education. I never knew that. Yeah. Are you she, kidding she, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, yeah, yeah, grandmama we, wanted to come here. She wanted to, to come Brown. here. Yeah, she, she, Hush. one time we were talking, you know, because on, on Tuesday nights, uh-huh. I used to go and watch basketball games with her. Oh, yes. She, loved she was basketball. an avid basketball so, fan. So, yes. So, so on Tuesday nights, or, you know, when we weren't in season, uh-huh. I would go and that would be our get time. Out. Yeah, I'd go and get over there a little bit before, like uh-huh. around 7 30 when uh-huh. the game would start. And uh-huh. We'd sit and watch the game together. And so, we were just talking one night and she and she shared that and 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 so now i think look at the arc of how we become the answers to yes, prayers yes so mama becomes cry. oh my god the first to finish college mm-hmm. and then she goes she on to become an educator she sure did and then look at the trickle and yes. so now what we have what 12 10 12 educators in the family yes Estella, yes you know daycare had family. issues with education in mm-hmm. our county and said, okay you know what i'll just start a daycare and sure i'll help did. them get started right sure did. so so we become and so that line even in the in the song mm-hmm. that we play opening we are hopes mm-hmm. our ancestors dreams yeah that i wrote that line thinking about all absolutely. of that absolutely and so God. um and so you know and, and I find out even later when I was in the process of publishing Soul Food Cafe, mm-hmm. I did not know that my mom wrote poetry growing up. And she I always wanted either. to. She always wanted to publish a book of poetry. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you know, and, and, and so as I think about that first step mm-hmm. in publishing that first book, mm-hmm. and then the stories that now you get to hear because of stepping out mm-hmm. and walking, you know, walking by faith and not by sight yes what now will stir up in those around you to encourage you and, and pour life into you mm-hmm. and, and and you know and it, it makes me very thoughtful mm-hmm. about how I hold other people's dreams when they share them with me gotcha because I recognize now in those moments how sensitive that moment of growth is mm-hmm. and and you know when I was writing that book I'll never forget sitting with with um some of my college classmates and we were talking about what everybody was going to do going forward Mm -hmm. and in the midst of the conversation you know somebody was talking about going to medical school and everybody was like oh cool where you going blah 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 blah. Uh somebody's talking about going to law school oh cool where you going blah 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 blah. another another thing and so then it came to me and i mentioned you know um, preparing to graduate, going to teaching, but that, mm-hmm. that I was also working on a book. Ah. And so literally, everybody kind of fell silent, kind of like looked, kind of like, okay, okay, cool, and then just went on to the next thing. Mm. And so, um, and and mm. and it's and it's and it's funny um, in the work that I do with Fearless Dialogues that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. we call those kind of moments plopping. Plopping. That when, that when you share your truth. And people just let it fall, and they look at it, and then they move on to the next thing. And but fortunately, Mama didn't let it plop when I shared it with her. Uh-huh. There were some friends who didn't let it plop, and within my own spirit, yes. I didn't let it plop. That's and right. I said, "Okay, let's keep going." Mm-hmm. And so it was amazing. Two weeks before graduation, that I was having my first book release. Look at that. 
as in in concert with this major cultural event that our our that our our black affairs group and and our black arts groups at UGA would put on. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it was just so gratifying to recognize that a year earlier mm-hmm. I was in this moment where people thought this idea was crazy. Wow. And now here I am doing this large public signing mm-hmm. and I haven't even graduated college yet. Look at God. You know, but but again, we are hope we are hopes, our ancestors' dreams. Yes. Born yes. of the heart of God. And so um so you know, I I, I give God the glory for yes. it. And, and 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 again, you know, for everybody listening, uh, I just encourage us all mm-hmm. when we see the gifts, let's just encourage them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, like what what do we have to lose mm-hmm. from encouraging those we love, encouraging those whom God brings us in contact with? Yes. To simply live into what they think God may have called them to live into. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Come on. Even if they're off, mm-hmm. but they really are being led by a desire to grow in God mm-hmm. and to make an incredible contribution to this world. Right. Um, that's where, you know, when Nikki Giovanni and Ego Trippin says, even my errors are correct, mm-hmm. even their missteps can then lead them to the place that God wants them to be. True. Because if, if a misstep comes from sincerely seeking and, and being willing to do the work to walk in, walk in and cultivate gifts that God gave us, mm-hmm. then it's not really a misstep. No, it's, it's actually not. a step in the journey there we go. To, to get us to the point where we don't miss mm-hmm what God really wanted us to do. True. And so, um, so yeah, so when I think on back then, mm-hmm. I have to go back to our grandfather speaking life wow. into one of his children that now matriculates into us. Yes, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. You're dropping some dimes. I, 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 <laughs> some things I didn't know. <laughs> That's amazing. But I, I'm glad that you're sharing those with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it sheds a lot more light on uh, just who we are. Yeah. And well, well, and even when I think about our grandmother's name, Ola, mm-hmm. which means wealth. Uh huh. You're right. And to think of wealth's uh-huh. grandchildren yes walking in the fullness yes of who God caused them to be yes and so you know you know God God connects the dots he in does. ways that we may not fully understand True. but as long as we give ourselves over to True. God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it, it all then one works one out. beautiful thing after another can you're continue right. to happen you're absolutely right I um I want to definitely uh, talk to you about becoming a songwriter and a producer. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That now that was amazing to me um, to to hear the songs that you've written. And I want to know how how is that for you? I mean, you know, how do you come up with with those lyrics? I mean, where mm-hmm. where do you start? Like because a lot of your songs are definitely just full of of praise and worship and mm-hmm. and they're very close to scripture almost so how how do you you know when do you just do you sit and meditate and get a pad and start writing how how do your songs come to you um it it all depends there there are some that have 
there was a specific thing going on. Okay. Um, in the life of the church or that I was involved in, mm-hmm. and um, you know, one one of the pieces that will that will close with um, sweet communion that was birthed. I was asked to to be a part of cultivating a, a Monday Thursday service, and um, because I, our pastor that year did not want to do a, a traditional foot washing service, and so. She was like, okay, let's let's come up with, with something a little different. She's like, I give you carte blanche mm. to just develop it. Okay. And so we decided to um, go from, to tell the story of the anointing at Bethany up until the crucifixion. Wow. And so um, we, there's an incredible poet who, uh, her name's LaQuinta Goodall, and she, she did a poem about the betrayal of communion mm. because you know it's, it's interesting when we look at the text you know Ju- Judas is preparing to betray the Lord and mm-hmm. and and you know it's, it's clearly lifted up and mm-hmm. then I was like okay if we if we have that side of it let's also talk about the beauty of it yes and so um so you know so I prayed and I asked the Lord okay Lord could you give me a song mm. for that moment and so a couple of weeks later I, I just finished writing another piece a couple of days earlier that ended up on my first project piece entitled "We Worship You," and and that, it, and I was just kind of in this really cool space, and then I was listening to um, some William McDowell, and it mm-hmm. just had me in this <laughs> this this really I think just open worshipful worshipful kind of posture, and um and I sit down one night and I'm thinking about the service, and and I remember writing the lyric. I held the bread in my hand and I thought of this journey mm. from the heart of God to this weary world to save us from ourselves. I held the cup in my hand and I thought of his blood and how he just washed our sins away with the power of his love. And I felt an awesome presence, a sweet communion, love that changed my heart and soul. I felt an awesome presence, sweet communion, love that changed me, made me whole. Sweet communion, sweet communion. His blood saved me, it set me free. His Love baptized my soul. Sweet communion, sweet communion. His blood saved me. He set me free. My God has saved my soul. Amen. I love that And in the amount of time that it took for me to recite that to you, Uh that's the amount of time it took me to write that particular song. Are you serious? And so so sometimes it's that God moment, that stream of consciousness. Yeah. But then other times, you know, it's that elongated period where, an idea is stirring mm-hmm. and you begin to work it and you know and you write the first draft and it makes sense mm-hmm. and then you keep building so like the opening piece mm-hmm. like now that the opening piece is a different kind of story now that's a that's a 15 draft edit the okay. opening piece that oh we really share. we write yeah yeah oh yeah. wow 15 draft yeah edit? yeah so and, and you just you know it's that thing of of falling in love with the process and and how god is moving in the process gotcha Mm-hmm. Because you know it's it's like many things. There are times where the Lord gives us something, and we know, okay, yeah, run with that, mm-hmm. just like it is. Run with that idea. Just keep building around it. Yes. Then there are other times where God is saying, "No, I need you to to work this out with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. continue to trust it, continue to let it grow." And 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 a good friend of mine um, who I work a lot with, um, John Beale, great musician, producer, Clark Atlanta graduate. Um, he says, you know. He learned early on that you get to a point with everything where you just feel comfortable with sharing it with the world. Yeah. You probably never really finish anything that you write. Mm. 
But you get to a point where you say, you know what? I feel that this represents that idea that God gave me really well. Right. And it'll touch people. And now I'm okay sharing it. Amen. Amen. That's how I feel when I write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I also have to give God glory for Reverend Alfred T. Lands. Mm-hmm. Um, many, there were many people along the path who had encouraged me to think about songwriting. Wow. Um, from, you know, from my wife to mm-hmm. um, one of my coworkers who became like a spiritual mentor to me. Her name is Betty Kennebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, just had encouraged They say, you know, I hear the lyricism. You ought to try it. Wow. But I could never hear, like, I, even though my poetry has always been very lyrical, mm-hmm. I could never hear the song. Gotcha. And so um, back in 2009, I, I'd done a, a poetry event at um, – Reverend Lanz's church, um, mm-hmm. Family Life Missionary Baptist Church mm-hmm. in Jonesboro. And afterward, he came to me and he was like, and, and he's a songwriter. He has children write and mm-hmm. he comes from this very, you know, accomplished musical family. And he was like, you know, you have the gift of songwriting in you. Wow. And I was, and he's like, has anybody ever told you that? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I never, I, I said, honestly, I just, I never hear it that way. Yeah. He looks me in my eye and he says, if you will give your heart over to God in that regard, mm-hmm. I guarantee that you will begin to write music. Wow. Six months later, I woke up one morning mm-hmm. and I could hear it. Mm. I could hear the melodies. Yeah. I could hear the chords. I could hear the lyrics. And so since a February morning in 2009, You've been writing. I've been writing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Another gift. Well, well, and and someone else. Remember, there's a theme running through everything we're talking about today. Uh-huh. Others who see the gift speaking life speaking into people life into and like it. igniting them. Like yes. like we play such a role in all of us being mm-hmm. who God calls us to be. Yes. And and it's so important that you know even even. You know, mm-hmm. this station, mm-hmm. this show, yes. speaking life into the community. It's important that we yes. recognize that this gift of using words, mm-hmm. it's it's not just cursory. It's not just, it's, it's not happenstance that, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we read the word and we see, you know, that the worlds were formed when God spoke. Amen. And those of us made in the image and likeness of God have mm-hmm. an opportunity to to speak words of encouragement and uplift and justice and hope and healing yes. and compassion every single moment we look somebody else in the eye and and I am a living testimony mm-hmm. of not me simply hearing and trusting what's going on inside of me mm-hmm. but somebody else saying live into it yes let it rise up in you yes. go out and live it out mm-hmm. and um amen yeah yeah that that's that that in itself is a whole that could be a whole sermon to ours <laughs> seriously <laughs> it can um you know words matter they do and i truly believe we have what we say mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know i i definitely will forever um speak on that mm-hmm. because we do we do have yeah. what we yeah. say cuz nothing you do angela surprises me because oh. one it's already in you and two, I was there to see, I've been there to see many of those times when life has been spoken into you. I received that. You have. And so nothing, yeah. like no matter, like I will never be surprised 
about what God does in your life. Amen. I'll always be in awe Amen. of how God does it. Yeah. But I'll never be surprised. Amen. Because, I mean, this is what God has said God will do for all of us. That's true. And I know that you you tend your ground faithfully mm -hmm. with prayer mm -hmm. and walking by the Spirit. Yes. So why would God not? That's true. Honor what Amen. God has already said God will do in you. Amen. 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 Come on, Tavari. <laughs> Look at you. Don't start. See, I knew you was going to do that. I knew you was going to do that. I knew you was going to do that. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So, oh, our time is getting close. Okay. Okay. I want you to touch on the two nonprofits that you're involved with. Mm -hmm. um, one is Verbalized. Mm -hmm. And the other is Fearless Dialogues. And with Fearless Dialogue, I definitely want you to talk about the radical hospitality. Okay, okay. So Verbalize started back in 2009, co-founded by Derek Kale and myself. And what we've been able to do since 2009 um, is publish over 30 young adult writers from the ages of 13 to 22. Okay. Who really show the professional gift. Wow. Um, but they just need somebody to walk them through it mm -hmm. and help them understand that, yeah, you are actually a prodigy and you need to, to, mm -hmm. to not just be cool with the fact that you can, you, you can write well, but mm -hmm. if you have the gift to publish, why wait? That's awesome. So we take them through, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have an editing team that helps them to, to edit the work. Um, oh. We will connect them with intellectual property lawyers so mm -hmm. that they can, can understand the craft of creating and owning. Okay. Um, and when we publish, um, we're able to, to front the costs up front for the publishing. Mm -hmm. But what we do, we don't own their work. We okay. license it for a period of two to three years. Mm -hmm. um, any funds that are earned from the sales go into a scholarship fund for those particular oh, students um, um and you know we've just set it up so that it is that we kind of stand in to help them stand up um and um you know it's 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 just been a blessing and you know and over the past couple of years you know we've you know well fortunately what we were able to do was we set it set it up as um an educational services company that mm -hmm. that functions we, we do workshops we do performance spaces mm -hmm. um but we also set it up as a as an independent press okay um to be able to to kind of actually flow with the moves and the the ebbs of Derek and my mm -hmm. my own journey mm -hmm. recently because we, we both ended up going back into school around the same time and, okay but you know we we, we set the system up to mm -hmm. to be able to continue to to run mm -hmm. um from that standpoint of the publishing side and so you know, for for any um, parents who know that they have children who are inspired to do that, mm -hmm. um, go to verbalize dot org. Okay. But verbal and then eyes e y z e dot org and you know reach out to us if That's um if 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 you see something there that you know needs to be cultivated at a higher level. I love it. And um and then fearless dialogues, mm -hmm. um, an incredible, an incredible movement that I feel blessed to be a part of, mm -hmm. founded by um, the Reverend Dr. Gregory Clark Ellison II. He's a professor at Emory University, a professor okay. of pastoral care. Okay. Um, and, you know, um, what God gifted him mm -hmm. has allowed the team, um, you know, he and the team to to work with 
um, the Council of Bishops for the United Methodist Church, the International Council of Bishops, um, various UMC conferences, mm -hmm. um, the Archbishop of Canterbury and his team, um, okay. um, Presbyterian Church, and, and as well as um, some, some other entities um, that don't occupy ecclesial space but occupy secular space. Right. And so um, it was birthed out of his idea of the fact that when we are not seen and when we are not heard, mm -hmm. it creates circumstances that really debilitate our growth as human beings, as spiritual beings. Yes. And so, um, so he developed this idea of when we can see and hear mm -hmm. people, we help them to live into the fullness of who God calls them to be. Awesome. You know, that's that's the radical hospitality. And then that's how the change can be created. Mm. And so, um, you know, so under his leadership and, and, and guidance, we go into these different spaces that sometimes look like church and sometimes look like nothing like church. <laughs> and, um, and, and help folk recognize, wait a minute, if I can honor the human life in front of me, mm -hmm. By, by making them feel whole mm -hmm. and present, mm -hmm. then whatever change God is stirring up in that in that place, oh, we'll see what it's supposed to be. Amen. And I say we as in the people who yes. who whose job it is to do that change and, and then and then it can be lived into. Right. And so I'm so I'm thankful yeah. to have God it was just a divine connecting moment. Yeah. And um and and there are, you know, I I'm one of several animators who who worked with Dr. Ellison to, cool. to be a part of this movement and this Goodness. incredible work. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So I, I I know we could talk forever and ever. Mm -hmm. uh, we can. Because um, there are just so many other things that I would love to touch on with mm -hmm. you. But uh, oh, So yeah. um, you're definitely going to have to come back and visit Spiritual Fortitude some more mm -hmm. um, so we can talk a little bit longer mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. just about some things. Um you know that uh that i because i still have some more questions okay 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 uh, just and we may have to do it just off the air but um tell all of the listeners how they can reach you where can you be found as far as social media mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all that good stuff um fortunately with all the platforms if they just go at Tavares Stevens. Okay. They would be able to find okay. me whether it be facebook um instagram twitter i mean it's it just worked out that way. Okay. And I thank God because coming up with a handle was just too hard for me. I understand. It's like, you know, <laughs> I, and, and honestly, because I go in different spaces, I really just need to be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like not a handle yeah. like, that needs to switch. So, yeah. Right. So, at Tavares Stevens, and, um, and we can, and then my website is TavaresStevens.com. Okay. Okay, and and can they find your books there, mm -hmm, um, as mm -hmm. well as your music too? Yes, yes. Um, I know. Uh, I was on YouTube yesterday, and it's like, just so many of your songs came up. You know how amazing is one of my faves. Oh wow! I think wow. Aunt Gloria loves it. Just she she <laughs> adores that song, but um, but I definitely like how amazing too. That was beautiful. Oh, I remember when you came out it. with that. That's a beautiful song too. Thank you. So definitely even check him out on YouTube as well, guys. But um, I want to thank you so much for coming. Oh, this thank you. This meant Angela. everything to me, and I know that there is a viewing party up in the heavens. Hallelujah. I am sure that it was, mm -hmm, and um, mm -hmm, I know they mm -hmm. are proud. And uh, just a shout-out to the Williams family. We love you. 
Amen. And thank Amen. you so much for always supporting anything that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we close out, I just want to just go into prayer. Amen. Amen. Father God, thank you so much for another opportunity uh, to host your show. This is your podcast. Spiritual Fortitude came from you. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to uh, just allow your people, your children to come and share their stories of how you've worked in their lives. Father God, I honor my cousin right now, Tavares Stevens. You've blessed him tremendously with gifts because of his yes. And I pray that you will continue to show him um, just how many more ways and and all the other gifts that that you have on his life, Lord. Uh, We give you glory, honor, and praise for that. Um, Father God, I want to lift up um, our families right now in the name of Jesus. And I also want to lift up prayers for our listeners right now. Um, I give you glory and honor uh, for bringing them to spiritual fortitude and their support and their words of encouragement have been a blessing. And I pray that if it touches one life, then I've Mm. done uh, exactly what I was supposed to do for your glory. Father God, bless 102.6, the situation and the owners and the family here. Father God, I thank you so much for aligning me with them in order to do your will. Lord, until next time, I thank you so much. It is an honor and a privilege to call you Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I thank you so much, guys, for just joining me. And until next time, three things I want you to, number one, pack your patience. Number two, protect your peace. Mm. And number three, as Jesus commanded, walk in love. I am Dr. Angela Kennel, and until next time, take care.